you're welcome. Welcome to Carlisle Vineyard. Uh, what we're doing at the moment is just taking a little bit of time in this whole process of resetting. For some of us, we've been part of Carlisle Vineyard from the very start. For some of us, maybe this is the first day. Or maybe for some of us, we connected and disconnected and reconnected. But we just want to say today, today's a bit of a reset day for all of us. And even as Lucy was leading us before, just think for all of us coming afresh and saying, Jesus, I'm here again. I'm here again. Here's my heart. Here's my story, and I just want you to intervene on that. Okay, Ro. Okay, Ro's just going to do a little bit of, um, just speak a little bit now. Ro, would you like us to pray? Um, yeah, we can pray, but where's the kids? Where have they gone? Have they, have they gone over there? That's yeah, brilliant. Okay. The, do you want them here? Um, no, it's totally fine. i tell you what, Phil, would you mind taking this? This is compass guides for the kids. Okay, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, yeah, let's just pray together as we start off. So, Jesus, we thank you so much for your presence. We thank you so much for your presence that changes us from the inside out. And we just rest into you again, Lord Jesus. We lean into you, Lord Jesus. Our hope is in you, Lord Jesus, and you alone. Yeah, come and have your way with us. Amen. So folks, just wanted to really quickly recap for those of you who received the email, you will have got an email last Sunday where we just shared the words of what we'd shared last Sunday. So I don't want to speak every single one of those words all over again, because you can just head back to your email. If you don't get an email from us, then I just really encourage you to fill a Let's Keep in Touch card, which is over at the glass area there, and then you would keep in touch with what's going on. But basically what we wanted to say is that a lot has happened in the last few years, not just the pandemic, but a lot has happened in our community over the last few years. There's there's different people in the room than there was a few years ago. And we are just really recognizing that the Jesus is calling us as a community to, to bring out a big reset button and hit reset together. Where we want to see a greater form of cohesion come about for us as a community because we believe that we are better together. Like he's not called us as islands to be by ourselves. He's called us to be together. But we need to almost relearn that a bit together as a community. And this is a, a point of potential risk for each one of us. Like this is a risky business, isn't it? Like doing relationship is a risky business. But we're just inviting you to consider afresh the possibility of entering into relationship with one another in ways and means that we've maybe not explored already. So from Easter on, we are going to be creating a new place and space which is going to be on a Wednesday evening. Now, we know that might not suit everybody, and we'd love to have conversation with you if that's a real issue, but it's going to be a Wednesday evening from 7 till 9, and we're just going to invite you to come and commit to this place of reset together. We're going to join together centrally here initially with the hope that in the future we will release places and spaces across the city where we can do life together, where we can be seen and known, where we can spur one another on, and where we can be equipped to, to, to be all that he's invited us to be, right? Because in each and every person here, there's incredible things for the kingdom of God. And we long to be a community who spur one another on into what that looks like. And so we're really excited about this season with slight trepidation. We're very excited about all that this could mean for us as a community. Sundays will continue going on and these will always be a space where all are welcome. And we deeply encourage you to invite your friends, 
frenemies, enemies and neighbours into this space where we will be leaning into just his um, His truth, his amazingness, his proclamation and where we're we'll just creating a space that all, all are welcome in. But if you have a sense that Jesus is saying, I want you to lean into what it looks like to become an apprentice of me. Are you hungry to learn what it looks like to be an apprentice of him? Come and join in on a Wednesday night. We just really invite you to sign up for that through the email this week. It would be awesome if you do sign up for it so we get a gauge on how many folk we're expecting in that space. So that's going to come out in the email this week. Wednesday evenings are a new space from Easter on. We're excited. All right? Awesome. Right. Our Bev was on the telly this week. Did you know? Our Bev was on BBC this week. And our Bev, like, I mean, if you don't know Bev, you need to invite Bev to your house for dinner. Because Bev has an incredible story, which I'm not going to share all of, but she's going to share a little part of today through what has happened with this TV production, which is really exciting. And um, last week we started with this verse, and I just wanted to use this verse again as a bridge because it so applies, Bev, to all that you've been about in, well, for, for, for the last few years, not just in this project. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to the culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. So Andy and Bev. Bev! Bev, everyone! Hi up, hi Bev. Hi up. Now, for some of you, you do know Bev, but some of you, this is the first time you've met Bev. And like Rose saying, Bev is just an absolute gift. Bev, you haven't always been in Carlisle, so do you want to tell us in a few words how you've ended up here today? February 18, up Blancathra, God did a little nudge. Would you like to move back to Carlisle? Used to live here for six years. Was not thinking about it in 18. Dismissed it. Went back to my church in Rygate. Had the evening session on a Tuesday, small group. How was your trip to the lakes? The words came out, I'm moving back. Um, Did that surprise you, you saying that? I was like... um, (laughs) I weighed and tested it. Why would I move and... I kept getting God going, Carlisle, Carlisle, it's for you. So had you ever had that in your life before where you had a sense of God is saying, Bev, I want you to move to this place? Never. Well, we are really glad that you listened to Jesus and you're here today. So what is it, what does life look like for you over the, because how long is it now since you've been in Carlisle? Three years and two months. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> no, I'm not as in counting as in uh, I'm in jail. <laughs> so what's been some of the highlights of being back in Carlisle then, Bev? Finding this church and this family, which came about because four houses lost. I ended up buying a new build from Matt Knights. The joiner and the electrician said, do you know Andy Fearon? He's got a church that we own. And I came along, and three years ago today, 
was my second visit to Vineyard, and I'm looking around thinking, is this my church? And a young lady called Kaz over there was asked to pray for this new person, Beverly, by Andy. And what Kaz prayed over me was, you are going to be big in men's health in the city. And in my human head, I'm like, well, I like to be in everybody's health. Why just men? Linking to Man V Fat Football. So this was, you were here, second week here, and Kaz just came to pray for you. And she said, just so we're all here, God is going to lead you to men, to help men in regards to mental health. In this city. And yep. at that point, were you already involved with things like that? or I had a background, a recent background of being a personal trainer and running boot camps. But if I'm honest, that was mainly women and not men. Previously, in my environmental health role, I had worked with slaughter men, taxi drivers, coach drivers, so I had worked with men. Okay. And I do connect quite well with men. So... <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> um, here's a, just on a little side note, I've got another question for you. So when you prayed, Kaz, three years ago today, now I know Kaz, and Kaz is wonderful, but Kaz is just an ordinary follower of Jesus who gives away what you've got. And in that day, that was just a, okay, here's somebody, I'll pray and I'll give away what Jesus gives me. I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you today that you are an ordinary follower of Jesus who loves to do extraordinary things in and through. So today, would you ask Jesus, as you're hearing this story, Jesus, is there anything that you want me to give away to anybody today? Is there anybody's destination or destiny that you want me to help release today? Is there anybody you're putting on my heart and I'm just going to muster all my courage and go over to that person and say, I don't know, I may be wrong, but I just wonder if dot, dot, dot. I just wanted to take that moment to encourage you that God loves to use you, your words, your life, your message. So Bev, that was three years ago today. And I love the significance of that. So then how has this ended up with such a thing called Men v. Fat? For those of us who've maybe never seen it, and it was so nice watching you on the telly, but for those of us who've maybe never known, what has that kind of looked at? And what was it kind of, how has it kind of that prophetic word then worked out for you? A few weeks after Kaz spoke over me, somebody called Andy said, you are meant for community. And I'm like, yep, I'm a bit lonely. I need a community. In terms of setting up a personal training business boot camp, we had two years of COVID and lockdown. So that hadn't really come about. I got called by a company called Man V Fat Football, which I'd never heard of. Would you like an interview? And I'm like, I don't know a lot about football. And if any of you watch the programme, I do share, I went for 17 years to Workington Reds and drank Bovril with my dad, but I didn't know much about football. So I had an online 45-minute interview with a chap called Tom, who's a regional director at Man V Fat, 
Before the interview, I learned what they do and where they are. And it's a profit-making commercial company that in, in existence five years. And I'm like, do I want to be part of a profit-making company? And they say, Tom was interviewing me, and I really immediately warmed to this man on the other side of the screen. He asked me questions. He asked about my background. I subsequently learned he's a practicing Christian. And I'm like, okay, I think some discernment came in from me. When it came to, I'll share this another time, but one of the questions was very humorous. And my answer, I'm like, right. Anyway, they let me know there was 10 people being interviewed. They rang me the next day, we'd love to have you on board. So I'm like, okay. The story of how Man V Fact came about is very interesting. It's a food journalist called Andrew Shanahan. The God bits that come back in, so I learned Tom was a Christian. The regional directors, the owner of the company, came up to see me two weeks ago and can't believe how the men of Carlisle are responding and what's happening. The bit of filming was 14 weeks of filming, and when you don't know what you're doing because you're not a football coach, that was quite hard to have everything in my home at the football game. But I kept thinking, if this is going to bring more men who, who want help, great. The main sales pitch is around weight loss, and there's some very overweight, unfit men. But what broke my heart when I first started working with them, these, a lot of these guys are in and out of Carlton Clinic, they're on sections, they're on medications, they're at counselling, they're broken men. They're nearly all family men, and they're coming to this football club to lose weight, get fit, be healthier for the children. But the second week, and I think this may have made it into the filming, the Ed Hansen, who was the producer I worked with for 14 weeks, after the match, what, what is it about this that brought Beverly in? And I didn't really think, oh, this is being filmed, I'll think up a clever answer. I absolutely looked up. And I said, seeing the guys walk in on the first game going, I'm miserable. And by the end of the first or second game, they're walking out going, this is great. And it's seeing their improvement in mental health, their peer support for each other. Um, I do not like photos of me, so the thought of being on BBC video, whatever, cringed. So three of my girlfriends came over on Monday night to watch it live as broadcast. And I, I must admit, I had a gin and tonic, not a cup of tea. <laughs> and again, to go through that for the men of our city, I had 31 players last Monday. I've now got 38 players. So from next Monday, we go to six teams. I can recruit an assistant coach. I could set up a second league. So in terms of... Some of the things that happened this last week, I've been invited to Carlton Clinic to talk to men that are struggling. Something called The Lookout at Araby. Um I've been talking with public health, with the city council, anywhere I can to raise the profile of it. And again, go back to it's a pay-for, profit-making organisation. But it's run by Christians with the ethics and ethos that I admire. Isn't that incredible? And my last little bit, I'm holding something in my hand. I don't know if 
any of you know what it is. Um, when Ricky and Zoe left us, um, that week it had been my mother-in-law's funeral. And they gave me a little thing in the post, which is hope. And that is in my kitchen. And I think that's what this brings home to me, to give people hope. And again, I think it's an Andy phrase, to be a hope dealer in our city. Well, I stole that from somewhere. So I don't know where I stole it. So, so Bev, what I love, I mean, there's so many different aspects of this, what I love. You know, one thing that we've never always done really well at Carlisle Vineyard is to help unpack what it actually means to be a church for the city. This is what it looks like to be a church for the city. It's not that Calavina is going to have um, all these hundred different ministries happening and every week we're begging you to be come and be part of something that we've set up. But it's about releasing everyday, ordinary people to be hope dealers in and across the city. In the nooks and the crannies, in the everyday, Monday to Friday, Saturday night, ordinary moments. Where you can just feel like, on one level, this is just a game of football, but actually we realise that this is a well of compassion, a moment where people are making decisive moments, as in, I'm going to choose life, and I'm going to choose hope. So Bev, it's no small thing that you're doing. It's no small thing that you're doing. Um, well, also, yeah, I was just wondering that. And then, but I just wonder if then it'd be good for Bev to pray over us as well. But I do also wonder, and I'm going to invite, if you've had a sense, as Bev has been speaking, you know what, I remember God speaking to me once. And for whatever reason, I took a nudge of a step into what he had for me. But for whatever reason... Whether it's disappointment, disillusionment, or COVID, or whatever, you felt you got frozen in a moment. Well, I just want to say today is a day of falling out that moment. 